It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com at FFFSOSS Twitter Twitter.tv slash AJ Nick3. Hopefully, everybody had a happy and safe 4th of July. Uh, this pod, we're going to do some more Premier League signings, go through the big six clubs, talk about some of the moves they're making, some of the players they're moving on from. So, we'll do that. Then, we'll do some more soccer transfer rumors into some NFL headlines, a little PGA Tour golf. Talk at the end of the pod. Congratulations to Ricky Fowler. That was really awesome on Sunday, seeing him win in Detroit. So, first win in a long time. So, uh, that is the rundown again. You know, a July pod here. You're not going to get a ton. I'm a little banged up still for 4th of July. So, uh, you get what you get. I'm sorry. Packers can't be choosers. All right. Anyway, so we'll do uh, more Premier League signings. Go through the big six. City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man U, Chelsea, Tottenham. See what they're up to. Uh, still in the, I would say it's still rec- relatively the early stages of the window being in, uh, the beginning of July here. So we'll do the six big teams and a look at some of the other developing stories from across Europe's other leagues, uh, little Saudi stuff and then NFL headlines and golf. All right. So we start with some more Premier League signings in the kickoff here. We're starting Man City. Guardiola, they've made a bid to represent Leipzig. It seems like personal terms have been agreed to, and Leipzig, I've already kind of stated their position that he's going to be the most expensive center back, so get ready to just pay that, and we'll start the negotiations there. Um, and don't offer us any less than the most expensive center back because we might still not take it and drive up the price. So Guardiola is going to be the big signing for Man City this summer. They seem to have... I think Diaz came in in January, if I'm not mistaken, but they've nailed a lot of summer signings recently when you look at Grealish and Holland and now most likely Guardiola. And you could argue Grealish took a while, not a while, but took a little bit to to settle in, but he's been really, really good. He's been really, really good. So... They've made the bid to Rebel Leipzig. No news on departures for Man City. Silva most likely leaving. We know Cancel is leaving. Pep said there's no way back for him. Kyle Walker could also be on the move. And a lot of talk about Laporte choosing a new team because of the uh, lack of playing time because he's basically behind Diaz, Stones, even Stones is a midfielder now, quote-unquote, right? But he's behind so many guys. Akanji, Aki, he's maybe fourth-slash-fifth-choice defender in that Pep system. So Laporte could be on the move. So that's the latest with Man City. Seems like a lot more outgoings than incomings, but they're going to get a big one in Guardiola, that's for sure. Arsenal, Kai Havertz announced. Keeps the 29 shirt that he had at Chelsea. Brings it over to North London. From west south, southwest London there and Sanford Bridge now to the Emirates. It's a big signing. It seems like Arteta is going to put him back in the midfield and switch from... It wasn't truly a double pivot with Partey and Jaka. Jaka did have some license to go forward. But now it seems like it's going to be the one pivot 
um, if they get Declan Rice, who we'll mention in a second, but Havertz and Odegaard, and then that three attackers in front of them. So Havertz announced Declan Rice and uh, Arsenal have agreed to personal terms. Arsenal and West Ham have agreed to a fee, and it seems like Rice is going for the medical and should be announced, I would say, before the weekend as the newest Arsenal player. And then, bing, bang, boom with Arsenal, and Arteta strikes again. He gets the defender Timber from Ajax. That should be the medical next with personal terms already uh, been established, apparently, between Arsenal and uh, Timber, the defender. So, Arsenal had a couple holes to fill. Needed some depth in, depth in some spots. Seems like they're going to move on from both Partey and Jaka in the midfield. So they bring in Havertz and Rice. And to me, you still need another depth guy in there. Jorginho is a nice piece for sure. But I would like another... Because mm, Smith Rowe could cover Odegaard. Who's covering Havertz? You know? So uh, I would expect them to be in the hunt for another midfielder, to be honest. So... Havertz announced Rice on the medical, Timber probably next medical after uh, allegedly reportedly agreeing to a deal with the Dutch club Ajax. So that's the stories uh, with Man City and Arsenal. Let's go to Liverpool. Liverpool, who have been making quick work of targets that are realistic and have an interest in them because whether it was Jota, Nunez, Gakpo... Van Dyke, Fabinho, the kind of rapidness from the stages of the transfer of Liverpool are interested, player interested, to players signed and announced. Like, I don't know if there's a better club in the Prem right now doing it better than Liverpool, whether it's selecting their target, getting their target, and not having the leaks or getting into bidding wars because um, they trigger the Sobosly release clause from Rebel Leipzig. He got announced on Sunday as Liverpool's newest player, so it's Sobosly and McAllister, the two newest players in the midfield. And Liverpool don't seem to be done yet, especially in the midfield. A lot of talk about Lavia, who is a um, profile defensive center midfielder uh, for Southampton, who just got relegated. Are they looking for some cash to get some more championship players to plug some holes and move on from Lavia? He seems to be uh, the next up for Liverpool because, yes, you're still hearing about Taram and Kone, even though Kone got injured at the under-21s. Taram, you're still hearing out about. there. It seems like out on Graven Birch, he's decided to stay at Munich after being promised some more playing time by Thomas Teichel, I presume. And Liverpool could go for a center back for depth and a right back who you could get it all in one with Pavard. It, I would I would really, really spring for Pavard if I were Liverpool. He's a guy that can play right back for you. He's a guy that can also spell at center back when you need him. So that allows Trent to trot more into the midfield. I I think it's a, a very, very smart um, piece of the puzzle if you get a guy like Pavard in to fill that center back, right back spot. But the reconstruction of the midfield is certainly on with McAllister coming in from Brighton and now Sobislai coming in from Rebel Leipzig, a 22-year-old, very young talent, the Hungarian, one of the best players in for his national team already, and one of the best players in that German league, for sure. Uh, so that's the story with Liverpool. How about Manchester United? Mason Mount announced, uh, takes the number seven shirt, and it's a big day for United. It's a big day for Mason Mount because I think 
for Ten Hag, and you're going to be like, AJ, you're actually giving United a compliment? I am. I think Mason Mount fits really well. I think he would have fit really well at Arsenal. I think he would have fit really well at Liverpool. I, I know he fits well at Manchester United since they sprung for him. And I truly still think he could have stayed at Chelsea and have found a role, but it seems like the writing was on the wall um, with who they brought in to play in the middle of the park there, and he's not a part of the, the plans going forward. So he makes the decision. He goes to United. And you know I don't like Bruno Fernandes. Uh, you know that I think that Casemiro is a stopgap signing and not a signing that you can say, okay, he's our defensive midfielder. He's our pivot for the next five seasons. Like, I don't think – like, you get next this upcoming season and maybe next year with him, but that's probably it, right? So a three-year signing to be the anchor of your midfield, I don't know. Like, you're going to need a guy in there. But I will say this. They have been trying to find that – other midfielder to put in between box to box role so Bruno can kind of play the 10 slash 8 ish, I guess, and Casemiro could stay in the 6. Mason Mount is really a perfect midfielder for them. He fits in that system really well to be the box to box, to be a ball carrier, to be a distributor, to get it to the attackers from the back line. Uh, to play little one-twos with Casemiro in the middle of the park there to create some space. Mason Mount is an excellent signing for Manchester United. They should be very, very happy with that. Now, if they get Mount and they get Onana from Inter, and between Mount and Onana's salary, they make up what David De Gea was making, that's excellent business because we know David De Gea was on massive wages, massive wages at United, um, and has lost... Certainly some of his skill. I, I don't think that's, you know, breaking any news that he hasn't been as great. And you could say, AJ, he just won the Golden Gloves in the Prem. Allison had a horrendous season. Lloris was in and out of the lineup. Uh, Ederson got banged up for a little bit there as well, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I think it was a reluctant Golden Gloves from De Gea, to be fair. But, um, and again, Allison was Liverpool's best player, but he didn't have a great team playing in front of him. So, technically a down season, but I'm not trying to knock him, obviously. So, uh, But again, if Manchester United could get Mount and Onana to fill up two positions that they needed to and lose De Gea and lose his wages and get those two players, that's fantastic business, and I think that's a step in the right direction for Ten Hogs United. So Mount, I think it's a brilliant signing. I think he would have been a brilliant signing for a bunch of teams in the Prem, and even if he stayed at Chelsea, it's almost like a, a, a new signing, but he didn't. He moves on to United. And Onana, possibly next, the goalkeeper from Inter, did a very nice job in the final against Man City, keeping that a one-goal game, had some big saves. Um, and if Lukaku gets out of the way or finishes, like we're talking about extra time and who knows what would have happened in that match, right? And that's the story with United. Onana split between United and Chelsea, who's the next team we're going to focus on here. And Caicedo is still the primary target for Chelsea. Um, and with Mount outgoing, they, I guess they technically have a hole in their midfield, even though they signed a million midfielders. But Caicedo, the primary target for Pochettino's Chelsea. Aspilicueta has chosen his next team. It's not Inter Milan. He's going to Spain and Atletico Madrid. Hudson-Odoi also wants out. And AC Milan has made two bids for Christian Pulisic. Leon made a bit of their own, but Pulisic said no to Leon. It seems like he has eyes on the San Siro and Syria and um, AC Milan. 
So that's the Chelsea update. How about another London team here? Tottenham. Kane has been in talks with Munich, as we know. Levy offered Kane a new deal. There's no answer there yet from the British striker, Harry Kane. And then Van de Ven negotiations ongoing for their back line. So that's the Tottenham update. Uh, Aston Villa, Tillman's got announced, and then Pau Torres should be announced shortly as well. So uh, Unai Emery getting in some bodies to bolster his depth and his 11. How about in France, the Mbappe situation still developing. It seems like it goes away for a couple weeks and comes back with a fury whenever somebody talks about it. So PSG has basically, basically said, new deal now, and you sign it, or you get sold this summer because there's no chance next summer we let you walk for free. That's not what's going to happen here. There's no chance. So we're at a very interesting um, point in this story of Kylian Mbappe and PSG because if he wants to go to Real Madrid, all of a sudden it's now. Or in three to four years, whatever, his contract kind of expires again and we do this whole cycle again. So... It's kind of really up to Killian. Does he want his Paris chapter to close? Is he ready to go to Real Madrid and be a Galactico? Um, these are questions, obviously, he and his camp, his entourage, have to answer and give word to PSG because it's going to get really, really ugly really, really fast if Mbappe is like, well, I don't want to sign a new contract right now, and I don't know if I'm going to stay with the club. So they're going to be like, we're selling you. He goes, well, maybe I don't want to get sold yet. So, like, it could get really, really hazy really, really quickly with this Mbappe situation if it hasn't already. Now, Luis Enrique is going to be the coach of PSG. He's a good coach. I, I always admired him. I thought he had a really nice presence, good man management style, and a, and a very good tactician as well. And they want Lucas Hernandez bad from Bayern Munich. How about uh, in the German League? Kim and Jay is going from Bayern to Napoli. Bayern triggered the release clause, so the star center back for the Napoli side looks to be going to Germany to join that back line for Thomas Teichel. And Atletico has signed Soinchu from uh, formerly Leicester City. So uh, Aspilicueta and Soinchu, some veterans joining that Atletico back line. And then Saudi League update, Brozovic is signed. Uh, Mares deal possibly next, and then Ziyech is also in talks if we haven't uh, discussed that already. Some NFL headlines. The players we talked about last week, Colts, Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Barry, free agent, Demetrius Taylor suspended indefinitely, and then Titans, Nicholas Petit-Frayer got six games. So those guys all got uh, gambling suspensions. Not great. Not great. And also the people are like, well, if I could risk my life, I can't bet 1K on my team. Y yeah. Yeah, that's that's not really how it's equivalent, but sure, if you need to see it in that argument, then yeah. If you can't understand why players shouldn't bet on the games, like, I don't know what to tell you. It's about the integrity of the game. I don't know. Because if you could have a player betting on his team, what's stopping a player from betting against his team? That's That's how that works. So... I saw some players questioning, you know, they're tweeting it out about the gambling. Like, I risk my life every Sunday and we can't bet a K on my team to win. Yes. If you want to equate it just along that, sure. You, you nailed it. Okay. So, 
I, I don't like that. Uh, Josh Allen says there's no reason to continue talking about Stephon Diggs' as many camp, uh, many camp situation. Um, I guess that's what he's got to say, even though he answered. Like, what if he just said, like, next question? <laughs> then he's literally not talking about it, right? Um, and then Foster Moreau, the former Raider tight end, he's cancer-free. So that's really, really great. Congratulations to Foster Moreau and his family. All right, golf world here. Ricky Fowler wins the Rocket Mortgage in a three-man playoff over Colin Morikawa and Adam Hadwin. Uh, Ricky needed some big shots down the stretch after he kind of stumbled. Kind of similar to what Keegan did last Sunday, to be fair. Like, stumbled in the beginning of the back nine and then rallied and, and, and won the tournament. Now, Ricky needed a playoff, and he was super fortunate with his tee shot on that 18th hole, on that 73rd hole. Um because he got a drop from casual water, he got a better lie, and he got he was able to stick one to about 11 feet and then make the putt. So that's how Ricky Fowler becomes a PGA Tour champion again. Um, congratulations to him and his family. It was a really, really nice moment. Amanda interviewing afterwards, like you could tell, he was teary-eyed and emotional, and it was really, really great to see a fan favorite like Ricky get another win because he is so important to the game. He is so important for... Um, the sport and little kids being fans of him and all that. Like uh, there was a moment where Adam Hadwin missed a putt late in the round and the camera was on two Ricky Fowler fans and they turned away from the green to make sure that no golfer saw him, but they gave like a little double fist pump of relief when Hadwin missed the putt and then Ricky made it. So um, you're not supposed to do that in golf, but it was, it was pretty funny. What did Cole No say? He's like, those kids went to the Frank uh, Navo school of sportsmanship. That was a pretty funny line. I thought, that was a pretty funny line. So, uh, again, congratulations to Ricky Fowler, his family, his team, his crew, his buddies for that big win in the Rocket Mortgage. So next up, the John Deere, which a lot of people call the fifth major. Shout out uh, Barstool Trent. We're going to break 90 this summer. So it's John Deere this weekend. Then it's the split kind of with the Barbersaw Championship here stateside and then the Scottish Open um, across the pond. And then the following week, we have the Open Championship, Royal Liverpool, Hoy Lake. Very, very excited for that one. Um, some other tour news here. Bernard Langer wins his 11th, I believe, senior major championship. He won the U.S. Senior Open. What a what a golfer that guy is, man. What an absolute legend. He's in unbelievable shape. And this week, the ladies uh, take their turn for the U.S. Open. It is at Pebble Beach for the first time, which is really, really cool. So Nellie Korda, Lexi Thompson, Rose Zhang, um, of course, amongst others, will be competed for the U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach, which is very, very cool and very, very exciting. So hopefully you check some of that out. We'll recap who wins that one as well. So, yeah, uh, again, I understand if you're like, what the hell, dude? It's over already? Yeah, it is because I'm not going to talk baseball when I don't know half the players in the teams because I don't watch as much as I used to. Um, there's nothing going on in the NFL. I, I don't really care about third string guys talking about their quarterback being like like the Lions corner was like Jared Goff's a top five quarterback in the NFC yeah a million of them left so maybe he is but I'm not I'm not doing that argument today I, I'm not doing it so um yeah soccer transfer rumors for a while all right so again hopefully you had a happy fourth of July um and it's not too hot or muggy where you are you can have an enjoyable summer so we will talk to you guys next week with more Premier League signings, more soccer transfer rumors, some more NFL headlines, and as we get closer to the last major championship of the season with the Open Championship across the pond 
at Hoy Lake Royal Liverpool. So, talk to you guys next week. Until then, peace. Check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.